Hello all and welcome to the third episode of the Fans at Home podcast. If you haven't checked out episodes one and two, they're on this stream on the Spotify channel, so please check them out. Um, today we'll be discussing the top 10 Premier League defenders of all time. Now that does include um, the fullback positions as well as the centre-back positions. Um, so there's a lot in play. Once again, we're joined by Patrick Nwoga, Chris Adewoye, and the birthday boy today, Will Morley. Um, should be some good discussion. So moving straight in and getting right underway, we're going to start with Pat on your personal top 10 to begin with. Right. Okay. So at 10, I have Gary Neville, purely because he's the best right back to ever play in the Premier League. And yeah, that's quite, that's it. Nine, I've saw Campbell, who um, a lot of people hate, or mainly Tottenham fans, for switching to Arsenal. But he was a key part of the Invincibles team, and he won two titles with them. And you could argue it's worth it, as he's actually got meaningful silverware. Um, eight, have Jap Stan, who... Thank you, Patrick. <laughs> um, Jap Stan, who, um, in his three seasons at Man U, was in the PFA a team of the season every year, won three league titles with them, and for two of the seasons was the um, UEFA Club Defender of the Year. Seven have Virgil van Dijk, who oh. is current. <laughs> he's a current player. And the only reason he's not high is because, I mean, we'll see how the season goes, but he's not actually won anything yet. And he's only really had a season and a half that has been like, properly like world class. Um, six, we have Vincent Company, who um, has been key to Man City's success over the last decade and has captained them to four league titles and has produced many big moments like the Man U derby headers and the strike against Leicester. Five, Ashley Cole, the best left back to ever play in the Prem and was very clearly like the best left back in the world when he, during his time at Chelsea and Arsenal. Four, Tony Adams, um, yeah, due to long, longevity and he was like, he's Mr. Arsenal, like he's the best defender in their history and won the four, four league titles, I think. Three, Rio Ferdinand who just due to his all-round play, like he was the best best defender on the ball, probably in the, in the Prem's history. And with Vidic created, Vidic is the number two, created a formidable partnership, which won five league titles. And so, yeah, number one is John Terry. Like, he captain Chelsea from a very young age to win four league titles, Champions League, Countless oh, FA Cups. Was it five? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he's, he's number one. <clears throat> Perfect. And we're going to be moving on to Will Morley. Will, if you'd like to give us your list. Okay, sure. Um, I've got a couple of uh, contentious ones in here, but hey, doesn't matter. Number 10, I've got Yapstam. Um, like Patrick said, got all my stats. He's a... Uh, He's in Premier League team of the season. All three years he was in the Prem. He's a no-nonsense defender, um, club defender of the year in 98, 99 and 99, 2000. The only reason he's 
list though in the list is because he didn't play long enough. He only played 79 games. Number nine, I've gone with Gary Neville. Um, he is, in my opinion, the best right back in Premier League history. He was in sixth team of the seasons, although in my opinion, there's less competition for a fullback than those three centre back. Um, he was part of. He contributed to 148 clean sheets um, and also provided 35 assists. Uh, number eight on this list is Nemanja Vidic. He was brave. He was committed, although that could potentially have led to some reckless moments. He had six red cards and 39 yellows, but you can't overlook the fact that he managed to uh, get into four team of the years. Number seven, I've also gone with Virgil van Dijk. Admittedly, I have watched him more than anyone else in this list because of the team I support. Um, in my opinion, he's quite similar to Ferdinand in the sense that he's a Rolls-Royce or defender. He's excellent with the ball at his feet. I would personally describe him as a colossus. Premier League player of the year last season. He's only one of two defenders to have done that. Second in the Ballon d'Or in a time when he's competing against the likes of Messi and Ronaldo, which is a pretty impressive thing to finish second in that list. Number six, the best fullback in the Premier League era, in my opinion, is Ashley Cole. Um, he's had 35, 385 appearances. He's played for two of the best teams in the Premier League era, the Invincibles and that che the dominant Chelsea side, although he wasn't quite part of it in the 04, 05, 05, 06 era. Um, he was in 14 of the seasons, provided 31 assists and contributed to 148 clean sheets. Entering the top five, I've gone with Tony Adams. He did admittedly play before my time. But from what I have watched and read, he was resolute, he was tough, and he was rather intimidating. Um, and he managed to get into three team of the seasons. Uh, number four, I've gone with Vincent Company. Um, as far as being influential goes, he's, uh, he's pretty high up on that list. Uh, the effect he had on City's success um, is absolutely massive. He was a rock at the back, and he also um, came up with some pretty decisive goals in his tenure. Um, this season, we've seen how much City have really missed him by their inability to defend at times. Quite high up on this list, at number three uh, is Sol Campbell. I drew up and created a chart of statistics, and Campbell actually came up second um, on mine, although I mean, it depends on what statistics you choose. Um, once again, I haven't watched him much. Um, but he was powerful, he was composed. He was a centre-back for the Invincibles in three team of the seasons and he, had an, he uh, scored some important goals throughout his career. Number two, um, it was a bit difficult to uh, choose between the top two, but I've decided to go with Rio Ferdinand as well. He was, like I've, I've already used the term, Rolls-Royce of a defender. He was in six team of the seasons, as most out of any player in this list. He had an 81% tackle success rate, 189 clean sheets and he was, of course, a substantial part of that Manchester United and in his early parts of his career, West Ham, I think, and Leeds. Um, he has played the most games out of any player in this list with 504. Longevity, in my opinion, is an important factor in determining who's a better defender. And top on the list, I've gone with John Terry. He's dominant, sturdy, and extremely talented. Um, he's only one of two defenders to have won the PFA Player of the Year. He did so in 2004-05. He's in four team of the seasons, FIFA Pro, Pro World 11 from 2004-05 to 2008-9, 77% tackle success rate, 41 goals for a defender is an incredible stat. Um, and it also happened to uh, contribute to 214 clean sheets. So that's why he's number one. 
Good stuff. And now, Chris. Chris, would you mind giving us your personal top 10? Hi, guys. Um, so I've actually gone with someone who we've not mentioned yet. I've gone with Ricardo Carvalier at number 10, um, John Terry's trusty partner during the initial Mourinho era. Um, in the 2004-05 season, them two as a pair conceded only 10 goals in 23 games. And the thing about Carvalho, which I like a lot, is compared to a, a lot of the other centre-backs on this list, he wasn't as big, he wasn't as strong, he was shorter than a lot of them, but he had the pace of a striker. And also, he was also really good at like the dark arts of football, like, you know, manipulating the grey area for you to get um, one up on players who might be more technically gifted than you. So... That's something I liked about him. And obviously, he won the 2004-5 and 2005-6 Premier League titles and the 9-10 league title under Angelotti. Um, and number nine, I've gone Sol Campbell, um, partially because um, because of the just ridiculous quality of the um, eight centre-backs I got above him. Like I really rate him as a centre-back, but um, he only won two titles compared to some of the people higher up in my list. But um, having said that, he was a serial winner, was part of the Invincibles team. So, yeah, that's why it makes my list. Um, I've gone with Van Dijk at eight as opposed to seven like the other two because, yeah, I accept that he's a brilliantly gifted footballer. He's got everything. He's six foot four. He's bloody fast. Like, he burns strikers. Um, and obviously, second in the Ballon d'Or, you see the impact he had on Liverpool. They went from a team that would, like, leak four goals against Norwich or six goals against Stoke to a team that... Um, I think him and Joe Gomez this season conceded five goals in 23 games. So, like, that's the kind of level um, he brought to Liverpool. The only reason he's not higher up my list is because, yeah, one, he's not won a Premier League title yet. And like Patrick said, he's in terms of longevity, he's not really been at Liverpool long enough and been at this ridiculous level long enough. And also, this season, I felt like watching him his levels dropped a bit from last season and a lot of Liverpool's defensive strength yeah. is also because Alisson is just a ridiculous shot stopper as opposed to the back four being a complete rock because the truth is that it's not a complete rock. Um, at seven, I've got Gary Neville. I think for this kind of list, it's hard to figure out where you should actually put full-backs, but I think for Neville, who won eight titles, was quality in the 90s, even with injuries, was qualities and quality in the 2000s. Got 400 games, almost 150 clean sheets, and he's won everything in the game. Uh, I know we mentioned in the last podcast that he was like the model vice captain. He's just a quality leader, uh, had good standards, and just, yeah, like one of the players synonymous with Premier League defending, I think. At six, I've gone Ashley Cole. My main memory of Ashley Cole is a video clip I'm always seeing in the Ronaldo-Messi debate. It's Ronaldo getting absolutely pocketed by Ashley Cole. Just had him in his back pocket. And I've never seen... I've never seen... Yeah, like, he's the only defender I've ever seen, like, have Ronaldo like that. Um, I don't know the word I'm looking for. Stifled. His attacking powers are completely stifled. And obviously, Cole played in the Invincibles team and was dominant there and was also dominant playing for the Chelsea team the two years after. So that's two of maybe the three or four best Premier League teams ever. Cole was a crucial part of it. So moving into the top five, I've gone, um, well, this is quite hard. I've gone Vincent Company at five for reasons we've all said. I mean, he scored big goals. He was just an immense defender, could pass the ball about, when he was younger, was a mainstay, played most games, proper defender. Um, the only reason he's a bit lower, I mean, no, sorry. Another big thing about company is that 
as Will said, the minute he's left the club, just just his absence has made City look completely different defensively. And I think that's testament to his quality and his leadership. Um, if not for the injuries he suffered in the last couple of years, um, he'd probably be higher up my list. But I mean, you can't take away from him. He won four titles. He's like a Man City legend and will always be remembered there. So for that, he's fifth on my list. I've gone Tony Adams at four. We've spoken about him in the past. Wenger has, um, you know, spoken praises about his defensive leadership and his organisation. He could read the game 10 steps early. He did 15 years as captain, won three titles, three team of the seasons, just left his mark on Adam, um, on Arsenal even. I've got Nemanja Vidic at number three. Probably, personally, the best defender I've seen in terms of the bravery, the fearlessness, just the strength. He wasn't the best ball player. He was ridiculously um, reckless at times. But, I mean, um, in, in the game, like in the Champions League final, he's who I'd want at the back because I know he'd put his body on the line whenever, for whatever calls. And, I mean, his stats do the talking. He's won, I think, it, how many titles is it, Patrick? Remind me. Five. Five Premier League titles, one as captain. He's also won any, everything in the game. And at second, I've gone with his defensive partner, probably Van Dyke 1.0. Ferdinand, Rolls-Royce, could do everything in the game. It was probably peak from 2006 to 2009 when United literally won everything and got to two Champions League finals. Him and Vidic then were pretty much unbeatable and a massive part of that team. Um, at number one, I've gone with um, Ferdinand's England partner, Terry, I think. Um, Patrick and Will both went for him. Captain at 20, won five titles immensely. Um, one thing that a lot of people don't know about Terry is that Jamie Carragher actually said that in terms of ball playing, he was actually on Ferdinand's level in training. And I know that's not something people talk about. We talk about Terry as just no-nonsense, kind of in the Vidic way. And Ferdinand is more the suave ball player. But Terry could do both. UEFA Defender of the Year, I think, three times. Won, every, won everything in the game and um, longevity played in the early 2000s up till like 2016, 17 for Chelsea. So for that reason, I've got him at one. Yeah, it's my list. Great stuff. Now to round up the personal list before resuming debate. Um, I think similar to most, um, I've got Gary Neville near the bottom of my list. I've actually got him at 10. Um, I agree with Patrick. He's the best right back in Premier League history. I don't think that the Premier League necessarily has a gold star history in right backs. Um, I think some of the greatest right backs of all time have come from um, other leagues, other nations. But I think Gary Neville very securely in the eyes of many locks out that right back position in the Premier League, you know, all star 11 of all time. Um, now at nine, I've got Virgil van Dijk. Now I think he's a bit lower than some of you guys have on your lists. That's mainly predominantly based on longevity and the time that he's spent at the level that he's been at. I don't disagree that he could possibly get into that sort of top five, if not top three bracket within coming years if he's able to keep up his performance. But right now, with it, without a Premier League victory, I understand his last season, 2018-19 um, um, season, was otherworldly. You know, I think he's the first centre-back or first defender in the Premier League for quite some time to win a UEFA Player of the Year award. Um, and that, I mean, yes, that was for his efforts in the Champions League, but just generally as a Premier League player, he's been outstanding. I think this season he's fallen off a bit, but I don't think it's as much as people think. I just, you were comparing it to probably the best centre-back season we'd seen in the last 10 years. Um, 
And that's what it was last season, which is why he makes this list, having only played two, three seasons, what you'd call at the top, top level, because I don't classify Southampton as the top level team. Um, yep. And number eight, I've got Gary Pallister. Um, I've put him over Stam, who doesn't make my list. And the reason that is, is just, again, sort of the time that he spent in the league. He, he won more um, and was, was more consistent at the top level. You know, Stam had two great seasons. Um, Pallister had five or six, if you, if you really want to go there. Um, with three FA Cups, five Community Shields, you know, the list goes on to add to the four Premier Leagues that he already had. Um, I think he was a fantastic center back and, and he's widely praised by everyone from that, from that 92, 93 era. Now, moving on to number seven, I've got Ashley Cole. Best left back Premier League history, not a shadow of doubt in my mind. Um, it's really hard to put the um, fullbacks and where to rank them on this list because, you know, it is a defender's list. And, and do you think it's harder to be a center back than be a fullback? It's, that's another debate for another time. But he locks out that seven spot. Everyone, like Chris mentioned it, that game where he pocketed Ronaldo in 2006, you know, 1-1. One, one, there's that face that you see Ronaldo pull when he's on the ground. I think it's in like the 60th, 70th minute. He, he just couldn't, he couldn't deal yeah, with it. He, just, he couldn't deal yeah, with it. He, he totally he took the most dangerous player in England at the time and he took him out of the game completely without a shadow of a doubt. And I don't focus on it too much because it is only one game. But the fact is, Chris mentioned it, part of that invincible team and then part of a team in 2004, 2005, which conceded 15 goals. Like, um, go, go, for, oh, no, I went, yeah. He was, he was part of like teams which are conceding 18 goals, 19 goals in a season. Like, it's ludicrous. Um, at number six, I've got Vincent Company. Um, I think he brought in almost a, a new era of, of center backs. I mean, he signed um, for, I think it was seven mil or something like that, 6.7 mil yeah, in 2008. And, yeah. and no one, no one could have even dreamt of the, you know, levels that he would rise to for that Man City team. He captained, not only did he captain that team to, to four Premier League titles, but he was a star player, you know, in, in a star City team. You don't win. You see how City are struggling. So now without his, his leadership, but also his defensive capabilities, I mean, it's, it's why that City are not being at the top this year, I think. And they're, missing, they're missing someone, especially through injuries, but they're missing someone with his, with his size at the back. You can't play Fernandinho at centre-back, however good he might be on the ball and expect to keep out, you know, the six-foot-four strikers that are tearing down from, from clubs. Um, especially near the lower league, like you see him struggle against Glenn Murray, you know, that's, that's not a good sign for a, a, a team that's, that's wanting to win the Prem and, and do very well in Europe. At number five, which I'm so surprised that he's not on two of the list and that he's even lower down on Chris's is Ricardo Carvalho. Now he is the single best, he has the single, no, listen, listen, he has the single best clean sheet rate out of any center back in Premier League history. They had 135 games in the Prem. He was behind. Well, yeah, I understand he had. I understand that he had check. I understand he had Terry, but he had the highest out of all of those. He had the highest clean sheet rate. He had a forty-eight point nine clean sheet rate for Premier League games. That is absurd. Okay, Question. and he, he was air of class, brought touch of skill and air of class to that four or five um, Chelsea team. And and with Terry, he was unbeatable, conceding fifteen goals that season. Is yeah. that not the operative work with Terry? Like, I mean. Yeah. You, yeah. I just don't no, think no, no. that you can say That's that Carvalho was leagues below Terry. I don't, no, but fifth, fifth best ever in the Prem, like when no. you have the best defender in the Prem next to you. 
I, I, I highly rate him from watching him growing up. And I know that maybe yeah, indicates some bias. I, I really him. rate him. And if you look at his highlights, you look at his defensive capabilities, there are people who put him next to Terry. I've seen people who have put him above Terry, you know, that I don't agree with, but there, there are. Very silly, yeah. Exactly, yeah. possibly. But I mean, have a, have a check on him, Pat. Honestly, it's, it's surprising. He's, he's one of the most uns, like, underrated Premier League centre backs mm. of all time without a shadow of a doubt. No, I rate him. Just, okay, yeah, no, yeah, no, carry on, yeah. Number four, I've got Nemanja Vidic. Um, again, speaking of company, another bargain. In 2006, he signed for seven million. Now, at the time, I know that was quite expensive for a centre back, but like nowhere near as expensive as what money was produced money well spent brilliant partnership with Rio Ferdinand it's like you look at to bring that Carvalho and Vidic um, comparison Ferdinand's higher on the list than Vidic but we still respect Vidic in his own right I feel like Carvalho has to be respected as has his own entity because when Terry was injured or when he wasn't in the squad Carvalho still held very strong despite not having a very good partner next to him and still maintaining for 135 games nearly a 50% clean sheet rate um at number three, I've got Tony Adams. Might be a little bit high on this list, but I think you have to look at, although it doesn't always, it doesn't operate completely in the Premier League era of 1992, with 19 seasons, he, he defines longevity. Um, fondly remembered for his instrumental leadership role, but also 49 games unbeaten to, to be a captain through that period, or not a captain through that period, because I don't think he was, but to be um, a leadership role in that, as well as holding down the back line, which is what he was. Even when he wasn't captain and it was Vieira, he was still viewed by many, and there's quotes on it, as the leader of that Arsenal defence, which, which he was without a shadow of a doubt. And to go 49 games unbeaten, is, it, will never, it will never be done. Um, you know, I don't think that's going to get close to being done. Again, I said, I said it in episode one, I don't think we're going to have another invincible season. Um, I'd highly doubt it. I know people are saying Liverpool's close, but... Something about me always feels like they're going to lose to a Watford side when it really counts. Um, at number two, I have Rio Ferdinand. Um, Paul Scholes stated that he was such a pleasure to play and play with and play in front of. To play in front of him, he made your job so easy. And I think that's the death. That should be one of the defining factors of an amazing centre back is how it, how with the people sitting just in front of him, was, which Scholes did, viewed him. The security that he offered that Man United midfield to go up and be offensive and be on the attack and create some of the best attacking football we've seen in the last 25 years, like that stems from the solid call that Ferdinand provided. Him, Terry and Ferdinand could have been the best centre-back pairing of this century so far in, in what they could have achieved and could have done had they had a bit more of maybe a better manager on that England squad. Um, but... The fact that the two best Premier League defenders of all time are number one and two, uh, John Terry and Ferdinand, they played in England together. That's another whole rant I could go on. They didn't, we didn't achieve anything as England. It's very, very sad. And number one, captain leader legend John Terry under Jose Mourinho in 405 just conceded 15 goals alongside Carvalho in that heart of that Chelsea defence. Um, I think what captained Chelsea to five Premier League titles, the most anyone's ever captained any side to. And, you know, the Marmite of, of English football, but even the people that despise him will not put him outside your top two or top three best defenders of all time. I doubt it. Um, and yeah, that's why he locks out my number one spot. Perfect. So now we're going to move on to generally trying to figure out this top 10. This, I feel like there's a lot of names being thrown around and it might be quite difficult to do so. Okay. Um, I guess with number 10, I think I, I might make a slight alteration. Um, based on what I've heard, I've heard from other people. 
I would be willing to move Neville down to number 10. I initially had the Yapishtam there, but I mean, although he didn't play that much in the Prem, his stats for those three seasons are incredible. So I would potentially move Neville down to number 10. I agree. He's my number I think it becomes, I think I mentioned it, I think Chris mentioned it as well. It becomes like incredibly difficult to like place these two think, fullbacks that we have a, on our list. I think I think it's a disservice to only have one fullback in like the top eight or nine. I think. No, I no, I think it's more competition the test, from the eye test. Well, Ashley Cole was I'd definitely test. better than Neville. From no, no, yes, course, but I'm I saying test. is it fair to only have one fullback, right back, and left back? Because no, he's one. still in the top ten. What is it? Why would you like narrowing As, down to top eight or nine? Wait, so That's you don't want to you you don't want to put Stam on the list? Yeah. Yeah, his st- I don't know if I put Sam on the list. Those I those three seasons are so packed there. with awards. Van Dijk with did two seasons. You can't count anything Van Dijk did at Southampton. That's true. Actually. Yeah. I mean, you can because it warranted a seventy-five million pound move. Yeah, yeah. Which at which at the time was too much. Yeah, everyone was like, "That's, that's irrelevant." That's but yeah, but you probably no, still no, would have paid fifty million for it, right? No, okay. Oh yeah, fifty and, million. And yeah. Andy Carroll, thirty-five. Yeah, we were. We blew our money a bit. Let's just say that. that. Look, the fact is, whether you think that Van Dyke was worth the seventy-five or not, which many people disagree that he was worth seventy-five at the time, he probably would have been fifty. If you ask, I think people would have been more acceptable at the fifty million mark. And the fact is, if you're not going to count what a fifty million pound defender did to deserve being worth fifty million, I don't think you can say that. I think he was great at Southampton. He was by far and away the best player in that team. Um, yeah. And that's why I think Wait, you have to count his years because he literally years, held Southampton. No, two, two, two years. Okay. Question. You two, where on Pat? Where do you want to put Stam on this list? Just like vaguely. Eight or nine. But then why was Van Persie nowhere near the top ten striker when he was the best? How is that related? He, no, no, no. Bro. He was, he was, he was the number Persie. one, <laughs> number one striker in the league for two years, and he was nowhere near our top ten because it wasn't a long enough period. Yeah, he would have been like when Gary Neville wins eight titles, eight years of success, and like the the two times they didn't win the title, they came like second, and like yeah, they came like second. So like this is ten I, or eleven years was, of yeah, being. Yeah, exactly. In my, in my opinion, you can't sort of use a cl- like club trophies to determine whether a single player is good enough. However, importantly, he was or potentially was to that back line. I think as a team, that one, that that that, that team won. Okay, okay. I, I'm on the same. I'm on the same wavelength as Chris here. I feel like I, I I'm going to ask another question in a second. But I don't know if Neville can go behind Stan. Yeah, Stan, I just no I don't way, know if no you can way. do that. However, what I would ask is Molly and Pat maybe predominantly Pat, because you might know a little bit more about this. Would Do you rate Stam over Pallister in terms of the grand scheme of Premier League era? While they were... I'd say at Man U, Stam was better. Like, was a better player. But obviously, like, Stam was there for three years, but for two of the three... Oh, yeah, he had two and you want, you, you want Pallister on this list as well? But I just no, 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 I don't no, think I you can have Stam Pallister. and Pallister, but I feel like Stam I rate Pallister over Stam. I'll go... All I'll say is I was reading a Man United forum talking about Ferdinand and Vidic and then a couple of geese were just, were just sticking Stam in there saying he was the best defender in club history. Those are, that's what their own fan base are saying. Who would you have you can't ignore exactly like you that. can't ignore the fact they, that they he was saying. the best defender in Europe for two of those three seasons. I think that's an incredible yeah. stat. My main thing is just it's such a short time period. I know, to be I know. He's, he's not a Premier League legend. Nobody can tell me Jack Stam is a Premier League legend. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, Van Dijk's been there. You can't say 
Is, is Van Dijk a Premier League legend? No. Okay, not yet. Suarez, Suarez is? How long was he there for? He had, Suarez, the whole argument Suarez with Suarez, the whole argument with Suarez yes. was he only had one good season. That was that was no, the whole no, argument. No, but I Stam mean, had three. Oh, and he was still in our top. Team. No, Stam had two, two. Don't say three. 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 He was in three. three. He was in the team of the he, season. He was in three oh, years. No, but I thought in one of the years he shouldn't have been in it. I remember him yeah. having a bad year. That's what? why he left. Remember exactly. him from what? <laughs> you weren't alive. <laughs> we weren't alive. <laughs> no, no, no. Reading stuff. Reading stuff. I don't know. I know my main. I I think it's disrespectful. To have somebody who played two and a half good seasons in this list. The reason why Van Dyke is in this list what is because mean two and a half? No, no, no. I mean three. Fine, three. It's not like Van Dyke's about. <laughs> no, 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 no. You have to think about it. The reason why we've got Van Dyke in our list is that in the back of our heads we're thinking he's going to have another three or four years at the top. If it was a case where Van Dyke no, we're just, just doing left it based the Premier on what he's done so far, Van Dyke's there. So, so, not, so, not, so, like, so, so Van Dyke left the Premier League today. You'd have him on your list. Yeah, because he was that good. No. He's been that good in the last couple of years. Yeah, oh. I'm hearing the word longevity, 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 but they're yeah, not giving credit to people. Like, I think, I think we know, thing. we all know who's in this sort of eight, nine, Three. ten bracket, and I feel like it's between, like, maybe the nine and ten. I don't know. I would put Neville at nine and Stam at ten. No, but... I got, I got to go. Yeah, I got to go. Stam Neville, Stam ten, Neville nine. I don't even no. want Stam on the bloody list. I'm putting it, I'm <laughs> compromising. I don't want Stam on the list. Stam needs to be there. 100%. Yeah, fine. So if, he's, if he's there, do you put him above Neville, who's like club server? Because I haven't been that many you. great right backs. That's what yeah. I is that? No, Let me ask you, Will. Why is that? Is, is it because of what people's perception of the people, how people just perceive fullbacks yeah. as opposed to yeah. center backs? Okay, so yeah. he could be a what bloody about, good player. It's just that in terms of perceptions, you think that the yes. centre backs are almighty just because they're cl- they're in the vicinity of the goal. Like in my, in, in my that, opinion, well, yeah. In my yeah. opinion, I think, I mean, players like Trent, players like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, they're sort of changing how people perceive the fullback role. And I think in ten years' time, we'll see more fullbacks in this list because we'll we'll be more entertained by them. They'll be talked about mm. more. I think currently, because of what, what the fullback role has been over the last thirty years. I think you can't include nearly as many fullbacks as you can in centre backs because centre backs yeah, have we, taken the limelight. We, we got two fullbacks compared to eight centre backs. That's a fair enough ratio, surely. I think that's a fair yeah. enough ratio. Yeah. But yeah. I still think well, Stam. Like, ratio is just who's a better, like who's a better player. Okay, I mean, we're fifty-fifty we'll on this. Never, uh, I mean, I think the better level, player, to... the better player was Stam. I think the better okay. player was Stam. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we're, yeah we're not. No, because. Oh. No, it's hard because it's not about it's difficult that. No, to break. This list, it's not about who is the most talent, who the most talented players are. It's a mixture of greatness, like yeah. how great a player you are, track record, and ability. Neville's a greater player than Stam. Definitely, come on, come on. Again, I'd say three seasons, three titles, two defending okay, years. Okay. You're saying, you're telling play. me, you're so you're saying, oh, from what you see, you don't rate Neville. Time period, please. Time period. No, no, as in we from, do grow, as we in do from growing up, so as in from seeing every match from like 2005, six onwards, uh, Neville was in. He was, I didn't think he was like, whoa, like what a good right back or anything. Okay, fine. Chris, 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 what I'm going to say part is... of a very good defence with Ferdinand yeah. Vidic Evra. All right, I'll concede. We, I'll concede we, we, stand out, I didn't think. I'll can concede. I yeah. Although you've conceded, yeah, can I make one point? Yeah. We've concluded, after like having seen all our top tens, that centre-backs... Or the, the position is more competitive. The fact that Yapstam was at the top of that more competitive position 
for two sure. years in the whole of Europe. I mean, that that alone is just an, enough evidence to yeah. put him above Neville, who, although he was a great Premier League right back, he wasn't a great sort of like European right back. He, no, he was never regarded as the best. I don't think he made it into really. um, Bear in mind that Stam, Stam literally played 79 games in the Prem. 79. Yeah, we know three seasons. That, that is true. I mean, it's that's, disrespectful. That's barely three seasons. Like, that's, that's basically just over two seasons. The number of defenders that have come through this league, and you want to put a guy that played less than eighty games in the top ten? Okay, fine. Yeah, okay. fine, fine, fine. Stand ten. <laughs> okay. Neville nine. Neville no, no, no. Sorry, Neville ten. Stand nine. I'll do that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, Morley, because <laughs> I have a feeling that it's going to be Campbell Van Dyke around this seven eight area. So you were, exactly about, you, were, you were talking about Campbell's stats where he, yeah. you know, yeah. ranks as the best. Can you give us like some examples of what stats do? Uh, just a couple. Okay. So okay, basically, he doesn't actually come first in any of the stats, but he's always around that second and third mark. So where is he? Okay. He's three, three team of the seasons, 78% um, tackle success rate, 20 goals, 15 assists, only four, four red cards, 31 yellow cards, 154 clean sheets. Mm. I mean... He doesn't really drop in any category other than... I think you guys cards. are forgetting that we might have to push another name out this list because I'm going to stand by Ricardo Carvalho. It has to be somewhere on oh. this list. Oh, no, 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 no. That's oh, fine. I'm gonna, I'll, Carvalho's on my list. Carvalho's in my list for sure. 100%. Yeah, but and I, the fact I, is I, that I if you're going to have Campbell and Van Dyke, you can't fill that up. Really? No. You have to get rid of one of those. Bro, no, sorry. I, I'm yeah, going to get yeah, rid of... I mean, that's why Stan wasn't on my list. Like, fine. Yeah, <laughs> I'm ready to... I'll, I'll move I mean, up to 10 and I'll boot Stan out and put Carvalho in. How is Carvalho better than Stan? Carvalho, Carvalho won three titles in like eight years. The best, <laughs> the best, Stan won three and three. The best, yeah, de best defence in the history of the Premier League is the 2004 to 2005 Chelsea defence. Carvalho was You're in missing off one season. Bro, no, but I mean the season <laughs> after as well. The season before, 03 to 04, he was the best, one of the best defenders on the continent. Came to a completely yeah, different important. league. It took him to. They won the champs. They won the Champions League. Yeah, but that's not Prem, is it? As in, he was not. He was no, playing for another no, club saying, outside of the Prem. No, no, no. So he was top quality when he came to the league. No adjustment period. Won the title in his first two seasons. Top quality. Um. What do you call it? And then won the league again in 0910. The stats back him up. And I think it's a disservice. How much did he play in 0910? Because he has 135 Prem appearances in six years. All right, I'm gonna, I'll let that one up quick. I just don't think me. that you can say that core value. I don't think. I think, I mean, I think Stam's a joke. Having Stam on this list is a joke, personally, but. Bro, I mean, I think Stan, if you, I know Campbell's are so high on your guys' list, so it's not... Cavalier right, lost put... 14 games in 135 appearances. But you can't base that purely on him. Right? That's not all no, him, is it? What the hell? Come on. He's playing with the number one. Come and on. then check behind them. And then okay, McAlealy, SEM, all those... 63 goals conceded in 60... No, 63 goals conceded. It's the whole the defensive system. No Mourinho. The guy's conceding half a goal a game. He's got. Half He's not a doing it himself, is he? Yeah. Okay, fine. He's not so doing let's it just himself. Sack off this whole, okay, let's suck off this. No, whole but you can't let's just say, "Oh, whole... he was." No, no but I'm saying that's equivalent to putting Joe Gomez and saying, "Oh, he's conceded no goals in in like the amount of games he's played, so he's like one of the greatest defenders ever." Well, no, okay, he fine, had Van Dijk fine. and Allison. 
Okay, fine. Mm. What about this? One error leading to goal in 135 games. Do you do you fancy that? Do you rate that? 75% <laughs> tackle success. Eight last man tackles. 161 whoa, whoa. interceptions. 560 clearances in 135 Chris, games. He's on the list. They mean what does last man tackles show? What does last, last man tackles show? But when the rest of the defence was a bit doo-doo, he was there and he was the one that... Was, was he not part of that defence that was a bit doo-doo? So, I know it's not... I know it's not he pulled up like three weeks ago. I mean, Carragher has him ranked at five, okay? Above Vidic, above Stamp, above Campbell, above Desai, and above... Um, oh, and my, 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 eye test, my eye test, my eye test, the, the, the dark arts, knowing when to kick the... the <laughs> knowing when to kick a striker, just the, the intelligence. Oh, so he's good, at, he's good at fouling. Well done. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, Roy Keane! Roy Keane! It's mental! <laughs> It's mental. It's 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 football's football's. Well, it's it's ten percent ability. It's eighty percent mentality. His mentality was. Up oh, you down. forgot. You forgot another ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ten percent. Ten percent health or whatever. Walk, walk. Yeah, Sorry. No. 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 Okay. You fine. 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 It clearly looks like me and Luca are on one team and you two are on the other team. We gave you Stam on this list, which is farcical. So give us. Yeah, but you know you're taking list. it away. You're, you're trying to take oh, Stam oh, yeah. off. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying if, if Carvalho if Carvalho ain't on this list around the seven or eight, that's a crime. Like sorry, a crime. seven or eight is high. Carvalho only played a season and a bit more than Stam in games. Like a oh, he played like seventy-eight to one hundred and thirty-five. Right, no. that's definitely not almost double, Morley. Right. <laughs> no, no. How, how many no. scores is that? That is hang seventy-eight on. times Fif- two. That's that's like fifty or something. That's like fifty. It's a, it's I, more than fifty, but It's only a season and a third. It's 60 games. Eight. What do you mean a season and a third? Yeah, basically two seasons, yeah. And then Stan, Stan won yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever. in two less seasons. Okay, 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 okay. How on earth are you going to sort this? Tempted to get rid of Van Dyke. No, because you, you can't have... You can't have um, I feel like you have oh, to have Van Dyke so on this Stan. list. No, mate, I'm, I'm so reading Stan. up Carvalho now just to try and convince myself. I'm just like so trying Stan. to look, look up. So Stan. Sorry, I mean, I know that maybe that they all better players than Gary Neville, but I mean, you have to give respect to the fullback position and you have to give respect yeah, to the yeah, fact no, that you he have was to the greatest keep Neville in position yeah. ever. Neville and Cole have to be in this list. Campbell then? Campbell then? No, Cam- oh, no, don't, put, don't take Campbell out of okay. the list. Completely He's three on my list. Spurs and Portsmouth, but no one cares about what we did at those pubs. Can I, can I give a suggestion? Can I give a suggestion? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, can I give a suggestion on that 10 9 8? You go Neville at 10, Van Dyke at 9, and then you put Camel at 8. Okay, then and what about Carvalho? Carvalho at 7. And then by Stam, yeah, I'm down to do that. Personally, what? Yeah, of course you're down to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't rate Stam. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh, I don't know. Mate, honestly, okay, okay. For the record, Carvalho was eleventh on my list. But the only the, the, the determining factor was the fact that he's not been in a team of the year. That okay, was, okay. Can I ask? Bro, it was it was true. That's the truth. Okay, okay, okay. Patrick, Patrick, what seasons was Stam in the PFA team of the season? Name, list them, name them. The season um, or do you do you know, more, more two thousand from ninety eight to two thousand those three years? Stan, Stan, yeah, ninety eight to two thousand. What? Who was his son at that point? Uh, uh, 
Let's find out. The fact that we can't remember shows that it wasn't very good. Hopefully. Oh, sod off. No, it's no, not. It's going to be no, someone good. It would have been good. I just can't remember. Morley, they won the chat. Goalkeeper, goalkeeper, Peter Schmeichel. Peter you think goalkeeper Schmeichel? What's the difference? Exactly, what's the difference? This is tough. I don't know. Bro, Slackoffs. I don't even know who... Should we do a random name generator or something? We can't really decide. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think you've got St- like Stam's a great player. Stam. Honestly, he's probably ten or eleven. He won the treble as well. Bruh, I don't put him on that. I thing. honestly, okay, I, 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 I honestly think the fact that we're deliberating, forget, like one scenario where um, Stam's eight, and no, sorry, Stam's nine, and uh, Neville's ten, and then shifting Stam out for Carvalho or whatever. The fact of the matter is, the fact we're deliberating between Carvalho and Stam, so therefore. Yeah. They should, that, that place should be 10, not 8, no. not 7. No, 10. it's not, because Carvalho's on that list. Nah, That's nah, not the reason nah, we're debating nah, it. No, 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 the argument is, the argument no, is, okay, we're, we're saying Stam is going 9, but... Are we giving too much respect to Saul Campbell then? Yes, 100% Mate, too much respect to Saul Campbell. Yeah, I'm ready to get rid of Saul Campbell. Someone had him at 3. Yeah, I've got him at 3. Statistically, Saul Campbell was my 9. Saul Campbell was my 9. Statistically, listen, out of everybody on my list, Sol Campbell, second best success rate, second most goals, third most assists, fourth best yellow okay, card rate. You don't judge the best centre back with goals and assists. I don't care if you scored a hundred appearances. I don't care. Second most appearances, second most longevity. So? Longevity, that, that was a big point for you with Ferdinand. Uh, no, 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 that was one of the things I was thinking about. No, 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 because... There's no difference for me from a defender who plays six seasons and twelve. Like those are both long periods. Like why does so it why, matter? So why is Carvalho? No, because Carvalho was well. No, because Carvalho was world class and went abroad and did stuff. So that doesn't make him any worse of a defender, huh? Stan was more world class was... in the period where he was playing for Man United than Carvalho was in the period he was playing for Chelsea. Yeah, that's true. You can't make that's contradiction. No, I the fact that Cavalier was never I, I, the I, I, best I, I, defender I in the Premier your, League. I don't, think, I don't think you're was never the best defender in the Premier League at, at any one time. What about when was Ferdinand? And he's second. When was Ferdinand the best defender in the Premier League? Never. When? Never. Was he the best defender on his team? Yeah, no, he, no, he was in in when? the two thousands. Give me a season. In sure. the two thousands. What any season? number what of seasons season? that Terry wasn't okay, in the team of the year. Okay. Any any season. Name me one season. Any season. Any season. 06, 07. 06, 07. Yeah. Chris, I, I would go as far as to say that any um, season from after he joined United, apart from the two seasons that Vidic, I think, won Premier League Player of the Year. It wasn't PFA, it was Premier League. I think he won it in like, oh, I'm clutching the like 9, 10 and 10, oh. 11 or something. Apart from those two seasons, Ferdinand was the best Premier League defender in Manchester United. We're not even talking Jesus about Ferdinand. Let's, 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 let's make some progress. I feel like we'll get easier as okay, we get lower okay, down fine. this list. Let's, okay, fine. I think, so we're drawing, we've got stalemates on a lot of these guys. So Campbell, yes or no? Will, yes. On yes. the list, on yes. the list. Yes, Patrick. 100%. Yeah, no, I, so but, I feel if you want to keep stands, Campbell goes off. Yeah, bye, Campbell. I'm ready to say bye to him. <laughs> oh. And oh, by the way, Stan's defensive partner was Ronnie Johnson. Never heard told of him. You told you he was bad. I told you he was bad. Okay, look. How about this? So, <laughs> Neville at 10. is We've got Neville set in stone at 10. Okay. Yeah. Van Dyke, 9. We put Stam above Van Dyke? 
Yes, I mean Van Dyke. I mean Stam has done more in the Prem than Van Dyke, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah, okay, I'll take that. Take that. So we got Van Dyke at nine and then Stam at eight. Well, Carvalho. You want to put Carvalho at seven? I want to put Carvalho at seven. <laughs> what I just heard. I mean, ah. Ronnie Johnson, John Terry. Like, yeah, Ronnie. I'm telling you right now. Everyone, like, it's it's a public opinion of Carvalho being one yeah, of the better centre backs in Premier League history. I put him above yeah, Stam. Fine, yeah, we'll go. We'll go. Games played, like everything like that. Like, <laughs> I, Lucas, you, ha- you have my one compromise card. Like, yeah, this is it. Bro, I, I, I was so compromising last time with the Shearer stuff. So like, like allow <laughs> allow the card. Yeah, he's, he's still, he's, he still ended up like third or something silly. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Shearer third is silly. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my days. <laughs> um, I think Morley's left. The the, the he can't he can't yeah, stomach the, the Campbell yeah. heading out. Um, okay, let's push <laughs> forward as much as possible. Um, oh, he's back. Uh, Hi, he's back. He's back. Hi, Morley. Right. Did you vent? Did you vent? You have a little scream fest about Campbell dropping out. Yeah, just yeah. shouting into a pillow, mate. <laughs> it's rough that your number three is out this list. I'm very, very sorry. Um, wait, wait. I, I didn't. Even, I didn't even clock that. Oh no. <laughs> oh. Adam. Adam six. You just said it's all behind oh, no, the back. No, no, wait, wait, hang wait. on. <laughs> wait, wait, let's, 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 let's recap this. So we got Neville at 10, Van Dyke at 9. We got uh, sp- Spam, uh, not Spam, Stam at 8. <laughs> Stam at 8. <laughs> we got, we got um, Carvalho at 7. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. Okay. Adam's at 6. No, How do you agree to this? You put, Ad- you put Adam's Adam at 6. Okay. Company was my 6. I'll give you Cole 6. No, Cole 6. Cole 6. Cole 6. Cole 6. Cash me Cole. better than Cole? Yes, come what? on, Patrick. Come on. Wait, we, wait, Pat, what was your question? Company better than Cole? Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Cole is clearly the best player in his position. And Company is arguably the, the second best defender of this decade in the Prem. Yeah, Cole. And also, Cole. You, when you, you know, talking about like, the influence of Company leaving, I think yeah. it's more Laporte's injury, to be honest, because the company the last it's two seasons has yeah. not it's actually been that good. Okay, fine. Name me a leader in that dressing room. Name, name, me, name me a single man to lead in the dressing room. I think we had this conversation already. It's, it's as much about captain, the defensive That's a captain's discussion. We're talking about defenders. <laughs> no, 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 no. The company no, was amazing, okay, dude. He was amazing. Yeah, I know, He's... I know. But I'm just saying, level clearly dropped the last two seasons. Maybe due to injury or whatever. Yes, that, 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 in, that's why he. I remember him making like mistakes, or, like acquired few mistakes. Like I just, I just still think that he's. I put, com- I would put company in terms yeah. of my partnership of the decade. Cole, what I would do. Also, the thing about Cole, yeah, you, Cole's, Premier League you, say Cole's the, you say Cole's the best in his position. Yeah, a lot of that is because of the centre backs thing. I mean, it has to be. That's the thing about playing as a ball. If he if he was doing if he was doing exactly I know, but he did it at Arsenal and no, Arsenal no. and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. and look at okay. Arsenal's centre backs at the time. Invincible no, centre backs, and, and then the one on one duel. Chris, Chris, the one on one duel between him and Ronaldo, he won out most times. Okay, fine, but what he's I'm the best winger is, in the world. Okay, no, no, no. But the thing is, the thing is, if Ashley Cole does absolutely everything he did, the way he goes forward, the way he goes backward, but he has. Yeah. Um, if, if he's got Grant Hanley and bloody Tim Closer as a centre-back, you're not going to see him the same, are you? You're not going to see him the same. No, he would still be a bloody good left-back. How's it any different? I just, I mean, no, but I'm saying that you rate him a lot because of who he was next to. 
I originally, like, I originally had... Argument of no, we're sh- no, no we, are, we, are, we are saying that centre-backs is like a more... It's a, it's a more superior position to left-backs. Like, the quality of the left of the, of the full-backs is kind of dependent on the quality of the centre-backs. So, it's unfair to have a full-back above someone like Vincent Company, is what I'm saying. But I'm also saying you can use Neville and Cole as a comparison. What, if you remember one-on-one duels, which a centre-back doesn't really play a part, and it's just the full-back against the winger. Ashley Cole Look, was a lot no, better. I agree. I think back. it's really close on this list about where you put it because Cole is undoubtedly the best left back in, in Premier League history and Vincent Kompany is a, a fantastic player, Captain Fantastic, whatever you want to call him. I've got him on my list. I've got them six and seven. I know we've put them higher than that now, but that's that. they were close for me. It was it was a hard one. I think Company edged it, but possibly I'm just thinking like that because of centre-back and, okay, the, what and, is the wing, and the full-back Well, what do, you think? Yeah, well, what do you think? Mate, what I think is irrelevant, Campbell and Company are my favorite. <laughs> 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 right, I think, I think we put, I think we put okay, Company I'm above. I'm willing Cole. to compromise Cole, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in, okay, so we've got Cole, Cole, six, company Cole five. six, Company five. And now we move into this Adam top five. four. I think Adam's we're only going to have Adam Adam's four. What are the top four, sorry? Adams, Ferdinand and Terry. Wait, 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 hang on. How is Fittich made into the top four? Mate, the guy was... It's a Nemanja Fittich! He was a cart horse. He just... Six red cards. Six red cards. How many red cards? Like, 35? He was voted by Premier League fans as the best Premier League defender of all time. Okay? Like, yeah, above, who was above voting? No, on Sky Sports. On Sky Sports. Open vote. You might be getting two English stats. Watch Vidic yeah, play. I, I like my stats. That's, that's Ibrahimovic, Ibrahimovic would be scared against playing a Vidic, I think. If there's any defender... No, no, no. Serious, serious. If there's any defender on this list you don't want to play against, it's Vidic. Yes or no? Yes or no? No. Yeah. No. Yes. I don't want to play against Vidic. I want to play against Vidic. He died. He died <laughs> against Vidic. No, I mean, yeah, if I don't want to have you run in silos, you're probably like rainbow blinking and stuff. But I mean, Vidic will <laughs> crunch you. No way. I was saying to Morley that I think for defenders, because it's a, because the striker position, a lot of strikers play in 4-5-1. So like, what you see okay. is what you get. As good I've as got, they are, is based I'm, on what they do. With the defenders, okay. it's so based on, it's, it's a group thing. So I think Defensive it's more important you go on pairing. Like, like, exactly. My, my reason for Ashley Cole is not stats. I don't know his stats. I, I know he's won titles, but just watching him play, just watching what you guys. see, the way you know football, I think when you're reviewing defenders is a lot more important than like, what the numbers say. And you watch Vidic play, and the only flaw in his game is the fact that he's got red cards. And I mean, like, in the grand scheme of things, you'll take a boatload of red cards if it means you've won FA Cups, League Cups, Champions League, Premier League, won't you? Like I think Vidic, just and a few of those would have been like I remember very clear like last man like fouls like red obviously red cards yeah. but see the goal. Yeah. Torres. I'm I'm very um yeah. very happy to go either way on the Vidic and Adam situation. I don't feel very strongly about putting one of them above the other. Um, yeah. so I'll go on the general consensus on this one. I think they're both in yeah. the same realm of like historic Premier League players in the sense of their ability as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, so Adam, because I I just didn't watch enough of Adam to yeah exactly like he's he's Arsenal. I mean, yeah, they waxed, but for something like the Brendan, like, I don't, I've not seen it myself, but I've seen the three guys I rate above them. So I'm gonna go okay, yeah, no, fair. I mean, yeah. we are trying to like that's a that's a point, but we are trying to obviously like 
give it 92 era. You know, we're not just doing. Yeah, yeah, true, 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 true. But yeah, I feel, yeah, I feel yeah, I, you know what? I'll, I'll back, I'll back Vidic above Adams. I just think that it's a lot closer than it's too close. It's almost too close that it's not yeah, worth it's having a debate over. Yeah, I think yeah, you have, yeah, yeah. I think you have number one and two are in a pretty much a different caliber. Almost yeah. in, in different world. level. Yeah, yeah. They're a step up. They're, it's not a different caliber, but they're a step up. Like they're 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 they're, they're on their own pedestal because they can do everything. Basically, those guys, Ferdinand and Terry. I reckon you ask United fans what defender would you want the most in your team right now? They take this. Yeah, because that's because um, yeah. Are they bet when you if you ask that and that's their knee jerk response? Are they bearing in mind Ferdinand's like you know ball players? Yeah, that kind of. Thing? I really well, no, uh, yeah, as in, we, I reckon as a whole fan base, we'd prefer to have him over Ferdinand, but that's not the I'm surprised because I feel like the Ferdinand Premier League is bad. moving much more in the direction of needing ball players and ball playing. Yeah, yeah. Ferdinand. You think you, you think yeah, yeah, you also want someone who can just do the job, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just okay. don't, I don't know. Vidic passing around trying to link people, I, I, I put Ferdinand in my team over Vidic, obviously, which oh, is why yeah. he's in above my list. Yeah, um, okay, so if we're going four for Adams, is everyone okay with that? Yep. Yeah, yeah, three for Vidic. three for Vidic, and then Vidic. two and one. I think we've we've established this pretty we've pretty on one. Um, Pat, as the United fan, do you want to speak to to Rio Ferdinand's impact on your team? I mean, everyone knows the the quality. Like, you just watch you just watching the composure, like very like comparisons. Exactly, he just was kind of like a flashy centre back at the time who just like relaxed in the ball a bit and played as opposed to no nonsense. And he was prone to like a few mistakes here and there when he was rather like too too calm. But overall like he, no one can deny his quality. And it's pretty close with him and Terry, but I think Terry just edges it. I, I, I appreciate Terry much more for the amount of headaches he caused Arsenal fans, especially under Mourinho's um Mourinho's guidance. Um what was yeah. it before Wenger beat Mourinho? I mean that was that's one of the best Parts of my childhood was just seeing Arsenal time and time again fail to beat that Mourinho Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Anyway, remember <laughs> that the fact that Terry, the fact that Terry is making it into oh yeah, that was crazy. The fact that Terry is making it into the team like the UEFA Team of the Year between 2004-05 and 2008-09 is just an incredible stat. Like the consistency at the top level is second to none. Mm. Okay. Yeah, 2004, no, sorry, sorry, sorry to do this again, then, but, Patrick, but Patrick, you said in 06, 07 that Ferdinand was the best centre-back in the league. But yeah. Morley's just said in that... In the league, yes. But Morley, didn't you just say that every season, Terry was the one making the UEFA yeah. team of the season? But I mean, it's stats, Chris. It's stats. Yeah. Yeah, it's they don't mean anything. Okay. Well, I think I think we're all in agreement. <laughs> I think I feel like for some reason it's quite easy at the top on 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 some of these yeah, podcasts. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, that sure. just the, that that just shows <laughs> it's harder to get that ten nine eight because you obviously have so many people viable. Yeah. I think you have another yeah, five people, five people. Steve Bruce, who we haven't mentioned, you know, Pastor didn't make the cut. Campbell didn't make the cut. Like they're all great players yeah, and they're all right, yeah. as Morley will attest to with Saul Campbell. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> to do bonnet with Joe Gomez, I will not hear that name entered near any of these people. Okay, okay so that, that wasn't a Liverpool fan, years. by the way. Yeah, that was Chris. Wait 10 years, everyone. Everyone who's listening to this, wait 10 years and see how you view Joe Gomez in 20. I reckon I won't remember him. Yeah, I don't think I'll really? know who he is this time. <laughs> we'll see, no. we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Um, okay, so. 
to round up this third episode of the podcast, you have the Fans at Home podcast top 10 Premier League defenders of all time. At number 10 is Gary Neville. At number nine is Virgil van Dijk. At number eight is Big Stam Man. Um, at number seven is Ricardo Carvalho. At number six is Ashley Cole. At number five is Vincent Company. At number four is Tony Adams. Sitting in the third position, bronze medalist is Nemanja Vidic. At number two, narrowly missing out on the number one, is Rio Ferdinand. And sitting pretty at the top is John Terry, captain, leader, legend. Let's go. Um, <laughs> so thank you, you for so listening. <laughs> the <laughs> fact is, we all knew it was going to happen anyway. So just allow, oh, allow the happiness. The marmite of football sitting pretty at number one. Um, thank you all very much for listening. And... I think we're going on to Premier League midfielders for episode four. So make sure you check that one out when it's out. It will be out in the next couple of days. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, Thanks, guys. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys.